0: Global Business Insights Podcast from PS Learning, featuring your hosts, Dr. Charlotte de Brabant and Max Kent, bringing you the leading global experts and thought leaders from all industry sectors to give you cutting edge key insights into the future of business, technology and thought leadership.
1: Hey guys, thank you all for joining in to our Global Insight Podcast together with my friend Max.
0: Hi Charlotte, great to be here as always. We've got a great show lined up for you today.
1: And I'm so thrilled to be joined today by my dear friend Barbara Puska from London. Um, she is going to be talking with us today on the future of recruitment, how technology, how AI is going to have some sort of, well, Big game changer for the whole industry recruitment. And uh, Barbara, thank you for taking time, especially out of your very busy schedule, to sit with us today and just give us your insight and your expertise on this field. Maybe just to kick things off, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself quickly?
2: Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Max, for inviting me today. I feel very thrilled to be part of your podcast. Um so absolutely. I will give you um a summary of who I am um, and also then what my thoughts are on the on the ever-changing recruitment industry. So I am a headhunter actually. So I um I've been working for more than 15 years in the industry. Um, I call myself a headhunter because I operate more at the senior end of recruitment, which is executive search, essentially. So that means recruiting very senior profiles. We're talking the top C-suite levels, so CEO, CFO. So all the senior management as well as board members, so non-executive directors and chairmen. So this is a very niche area within recruitment, uh, which is slightly different, I would say, to the broader industry, but I have a, a good knowledge of uh, of the broader market too. I am um, focused on healthcare. Actually, last year I branched out on my own, and um, so focused on healthcare, all the subsectors within it uh, globally, and I work mainly with private equity investors as well as VC investors, um, helping them find the right uh, leaders for the companies they invest in. So I go out, so they, they give me a brief typically on uh, what sort of uh, role they're trying to fill. And then I, um, I map the market accordingly. So I have a list of companies um, that I map. So the list of companies where the person could come from. Uh, So it's typically quite sector specific if it's a CEO with a CFO, slightly more sector agnostic, but um, it's a very targeted and structured approach. Uh, Whereas with recruitment, you often have the job boards and it's more of a mass mass market um, model or, uh, of course, uh, LinkedIn is a platform we all know. So a a lot of uh, recruitment is done through that, whereas I don't use LinkedIn that often it's actually just a tool to 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 augment my search but my search is actually quite traditional so you have a, it's it's a excel market mapping and identifying the right person as well as sourcing in the market so that's a bit about me thank you so much
1: and and especially you highlighting this very traditional approach i'm really curious just what do you have to say in terms of what are actually the biggest challenges Um, which which the recruitment industry is facing at the moment today?
2: There are a lot of challenges, I would say, especially in this current climate. Uh, So uh, it's very difficult to attract the right candidates for a role. Um, so, no matter um, if you are, are in a recruitment or headhunting, good candidates are usually not uh, actively looking for a role. So, the headhunting approach could work, where you would actively reach out to them and uh, and run a role by them and 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 discuss. When you have job uh, job boards and you post your role online, uh, then also you get hundreds of applications and very rarely you get applications which are very suitable. So you have to sift through all of them, so to through a lot of them to get to the answer. And then once you are talking to the right candidates, how do you keep them engaged? How do you, How do you make the role very attractive to them? So this is another challenge. So it has to be career uh, uh, developing, enhancing, the compensation has to be right. Uh, And then how do you hire fast? So first of all, it's the sourcing of candidates, but then once you have them in play, how do you then close a process efficiently? Um, And um, I guess also... You want the candidates to have a good experience, which is often very challenging when you have uh, mass recruitment. You have job boards where candidates apply, and they might not hear back from the respective employers, and then it's a bad experience for the for the candidate. Equally, in headhunting, you know, some headhunters are just lazy to communicate the process to candidates, and then it can be a very frustrating experience. Also, another challenge is recruiting fairly. So um, we have a lot of talk about diversity and inclusion and um, how do you not exclude certain candidates. But the challenge here is that especially my clients, they give me a very prescriptive profile. So they tell me. This is the type of person we're looking for. And there it's very difficult to bring in somebody who maybe hasn't done what the client is looking for and, and, and bring in like a left field candidate, I like to call them. So it's very tricky. and But that, that left field candidate might well be a female or somebody from a diverse background, a bit more interesting, certainly has the potential to succeed in the role but might not have done it before. So there's there's often the challenge there that clients have unexpected or have expectations which are unrealistic uh, when hiring candidates. Um, Yeah, so these are just a few examples, I would say.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Barbara. That's brilliant. And um, really interesting to hear that when you're working at sea level it's still quite a manual, uh, traditional process to find people. Now, as you know, we talk a lot about technology and the future of different technologies and how that will change those roles in the future. How do you see technology changing the recruitment process um, in the near future, really, around certainly recruitment in general and then more in the specialist areas you work?
2: So the areas where I work in executive search it's mainly around so technology can help around the um the process so making it more efficient so I for instance I use a a CRM, uh, so it's a database uh, where I load the candidates into, and then um, I can easily manage the uh, the process. So, this is a software, it's cloud-based, and I then classify candidates um, according to different stages they are at. So, are, are they in the pipeline? Have I spoken to them? Shortlisted? So, you have different stages, and then you add your notes to the system, uh, you add the CV. So, it's becoming a lot more um, efficient or time time efficient, let's say, because previously you would have these long reports of candidate profiles, which you which you would write manually. Uh, CVs would be you know uh, formatted according to the brand of the of the, of the headhunter, uh, which was all very clunky and took took a lot of time. Now this can all be automated by. You know, having like a profile from LinkedIn be parsed into the platform and all the roles will be populated into the system. So I'm using a platform like that. So you've got companies like Invenias, like FileFinder, Ezekiel is the one I'm using. So they're uh, all very similar. I've struggled to find the difference between them. Some are a bit more user friendly than others. But uh, there it's really more the back end side, you know, where technology can help. When it comes to recruitment, um, there are some clever platforms, especially startups use them and and larger corporates um, to also manage the process. But it's more of an integrator of job boards. So there's a company called Workable, for instance, and Workable. pulls all the applications from a LinkedIn, from various university job boards, so it plugs into all of them and then has all the applications in one place. And then again, you process manage uh, on there, you can rate candidates, you can add your notes, so... And also you can ask candidates to record a video of themselves, which I find quite interesting, which will not work in my part of the market, but it does in recruitment, where you say in three minutes, these are types of questions I would answer. So instead of taking your time to interview them, you would give them a few questions up front and get the candidates to record themselves in a video. So clever things like that. Um, so uh, and giving them a time limit, which is always good, you know. So usually, you, sometimes you can get stuck in in a can, in a candidate in interview which lasts for a long time, uh, and then you waste your time if it's the wrong candidate. Um, so a number of different things, the job boards, obviously very efficient because you can source a lot of candidates in a short amount of time, LinkedIn, you know, for instance, you post a role and then somebody just has to click. I want to apply for this role without having to fill in any long application forms. It's, it's just so efficient, but the downside of it is that you get a lot of applications and employer needs to sift through them. And it's very hard to find the right candidate in this way.
1: Wow, what a great answer. And you've definitely touched upon also some examples of technology and how how it's already been used in in recruitment. So thank you so much. Um, but just staying in that whole technology uh, path, I would like to just ask um, just one additional question, how you think artificial intelligence and machine learning can actually improve the, the recruitment process process per se. Maybe you have some, some more examples to share with us.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, so again, in my part of the market, it's less likely that AI and machine learning will benefit the process anytime soon. It can happen more in recruitment, so the the mid mid-market and lower level of recruitment, where Um, I believe uh, an AI tool could help to sift through CVs, so pick up on certain keywords in CVs and then help the client Um, uh, sift through a lot of applications. So let's say you receive 500 applications for your job post and you want to get to a short list. How do you get to, you know, the best 10 profiles? So then a tool could help you um, navigate through that. The danger here is that, again, you need to teach the AI tool what to look for. You know, is keywords enough? Maybe a CV isn't written appropriately. Um, But also you want it to have access to a large amount of data So, again, where do you get the data from? How is it collated? What do you need to teach it first before it can do a good job for you? But I can see that the future there is that um, it can uh, pre-choose some of the candidates that are suitable for a role. And then for you to only look at the top 50 applications of the 500, for instance. So narrowing down the list of candidates. Um or maybe a chatbot tool again where on the platform it would ask you a few questions, you know, um, have you managed a PL before? Do you have sector experience in this sector? And then the candidate needs to talk to the chatbot and you know, without a human being involved, it uh, do that pre-selection of candidates and then only put the best candidates forward. So this is where I see it can help. Um, but uh, we are still a bit further away from it. So I actually experimented with uh, asking GPT, um uh, a question, you know, who are the best uh, private equity CFOs in the UK having done an exit uh, in the past five years. And it didn't give me a proper answer, you know. So I think it just needs to get more training and more bespoke AI tools, specifically for, for, for recruitment and headhunting, which... I haven't come across yet. So maybe it's still in the making. Maybe so there are some companies who put the sexy AI uh, words in front of their tool, but not many of them are actually that much AI
0: interesting. And yeah, so that's it's interesting here about some of those risks. Um, some of the things I always think about as you're speaking there is it's clearly you've got that kind of higher level experience where, as you say, your your roles and looking at that side of the market is less likely to be replaced. But you know at some stage there'll be the people in the mid-market job roles looking to probably en- enhance their careers and come up to the sort of level that you're at and hopefully go into those roles but at that point AI may may have already replaced them so what do you see as those sort of future risks to the improvement of the market and how people can work through their recruitment careers?
2: I think that uh... The risk here is that if technology is taking over too much in the recruitment world, that there will be a lack of personal touch. So, you know, the lack of um, of actually human uh, evaluating if somebody is a good is a good uh, fit or not, because beyond somebody's CV, there's a lot more um that comes into play it's the cultural fit with the organisation it's it's the you know how somebody like the energy levels you know, how do you assess that and typically you know in my job i have to meet everybody face to face before i uh, i propose them to the care to the client so i think that will be quite challenging um to um to to to, to bring in the human touch uh, somehow and, mit- and then not make it too impersonal um, and some of the nuances might not be picked up on just from a from a profile that you see online, you know, or um, by not meeting somebody in person. So it's, it's it's then more it becomes a lot more transactional, rather relationship driven and recruitment should all be about relationship driven because you're hiring a person for um for uh, your company right so it's uh, to to increase the value of it and to to work with other people so it's a people industry and the, that's the here he, and here's the danger that if technology takes over that um that some of the nuances uh, cannot be picked up on so that's what i would say are some of the potential risks and drawbacks thank you barbara and
1: and now you i mean you you touched upon um the the whole social media platform how that how that is being used jobs search engines and i love when you talked about chat gpt um using chatbots and soon to be barred by google let's see what what will go, come there um but since you just mentioned it is a people's industry right um maybe we can just stay on on on, on that wording for for the the next question and maybe we can discuss a little bit uh, the the impact of remote working on recruitment because ironically it is a people's industry so you are working remotely though all the time especially in the new normal and maybe you could just touch upon discuss a little bit how technology can actually help address this potential situation
2: of course. So I'm a big fan of of uh, remote working and I'm glad that COVID uh, was speeding up the process. <laughs> and I think absolutely what it, what it does, first of all, is, is it saves you time. So previously I, t- I had to meet every candidate in person uh, to interview them and I had to travel to the location and arrange a time to meet. Now it is just all via Zoom or Google Meets or Teams. So it definitely saves the, the headhunter time. So the, the travel time is now lost. Uh, or gone. I don't have to do that anymore so I can find more candidates because that's always a challenge in any recruitment process to have enough of a pipeline of very suitable candidates. So it it saves it saves you time and it also it's very efficient because you can get a good sense of somebody um, uh, over Zoom. Uh, Of course you can't see them uh, fully, like you can't see all of their body language and all the nuances, but a lot of the checking on quality of a candidate, I am I'm covering three references. So I'm essentially talking to individuals who've, who've worked with the person before, and then they give me a view on that person: is the person good or not? What are the What are the weaknesses of that person? So, actually, you don't need to meet anybody face to face anymore. I'm I'm a big believer in that. So, but there are some divided opinions on this. The more traditional, old-fashioned you are, the more you still believe in the in the in the face to face model but also um, uh, not so much on recruitment and the actual hiring of a person, but for many companies, it's becoming very efficient to actually hire people who are based uh, remotely. So many companies don't have an office at all, so they have the virtual first model, uh, or they can hire somebody in another country. So to give an example, my partner, he runs a company of uh, 14 employees and uh, two of them actually based abroad. So one of them is in Lebanon, uh, another, another one is in Lisbon and Portugal. So the way he does it is uh, either they are a contractor and then he, uh, he employs them on that basis uh, or they are then uh, um, employed through companies like Oyster. Oyster is a company that essentially enables you to set up a subsidiary in another market where you are not physically present and then the payroll goes through that, or they are the employer, and then they compensate um, the candidate that that you hire uh, appropriately. So they're very clever models, which enables um, that whole remote working and hiring people in other markets, which also opens up the potential uh, for talent, right? So you're not only limited to your home market to find the right person, but you can look globally to hire the right person.
0: Okay. Um, thank you very much for that. It's fascinating hearing all this because it's it sort of when you hear about the technology side of it it makes you think well this is going to replace everything but it, we're talking about people and recruiting people so you know this is always going to be that human element to, to recruitment um, just by its very nature. Now we've talked about how the technology could potentially bias things by suggesting things to you that are um, you know only the top certain candidates that that Piece of software wants to show you. On the flip side of that, how could technology be used, in your opinion, to eliminate some of the bias in the recruitment process? Do you think?
2: Mm. I think um, what uh, would be helpful is a is a is an, a is a tool where it it would like it it removes the name of the person it removes certain data so anonymizing profiles for instance and then removing the gendered wording as well so then then it, it really just becomes about the experience of the person um so actually often i'm asked by clients to to share candidates um, um the, to share their, their anonymous profiles because they don't want to be biased in the process, which I find very interesting. So, But then you have to anonymize it in such a way that the client will not figure out who the person is and they can go on LinkedIn and quickly check out who is the current CMO of a certain company that is well-known in the market. So you have to anonymize everything, even the you know the description of the company. But I'm sure there are some tools that should be in the market that can do that. Yeah. Um, And uh, and then another way to do that, to assess quality without, you know, um, having the bias is uh, is psychometric testing. So candidates, when they sign up to a platform, maybe make them do a few tests. and Then again, it, it would not show what their background is, what their name is, what their gender is like, again, anonymize it. Um, also, um, yeah, um, and making the interview process very structured, I think is quite important, um, that like, it's also not just one person deciding and interviewing or a handful of them, but like a lot of people who with diverse backgrounds so that, and they all have to be in, in alignment on the candidate. Um, yeah, so I have an interview panel where it's very uh, clear, you know, what are we looking for and does this person fulfill, f- fulfill, um those skills so i think in a number of ways uh, it can happen that um that uh, bias can be eliminated but it's still further away so i think the reality is we all talk about a diversity inclusion and uh, but it's it's still not happening unfortunately thank you so much for sharing
1: yeah we we are talking about so many tools in the market and it shows that there is just no perfect tool available. We have certain tools which specialize in different aspects, but uh, yeah, incorporating, as you say, DNI and and other elements, other variables, we, we we still just don't have this perfect solution out there. And um, especially in order to guarantee that quality, right? That you are trying to get out of, out of your recruitment um, element and, and search at the end, but maybe, That being said, maybe you can just elaborate and speak a little more then about the importance of retaining the human touch and retaining the the human oversight in this whole decision-making process, even with all this great technology
2: all around us. I'm a big fan of uh, of that, actually, that um, I think the solution is the hybrid model. So, we all talk about tech and how it can optimize things, and it can, but it always in combination with the human being who essentially um, uh, will, who will be augmented by technology instead of the other way around or just having technology do it all. So I'm a big fan of that, um, where uh, the tech will help you, I guess, and mainly it's about saving time. It's about making things more efficient. It's about sourcing candidates. You know, like we were talking about, like I talked about a lot about quality, and I'm saying that because... No matter at what level you're hiring, my clients always want the best person for the job. They they are not happy with just mediocre or just somebody who fits the spec. So it's typically always uh, find me the best person and Best means, you know, somebody who takes all the boxes and is a good cultural fit and is fun to be around and like all of these things. So it's it's the harder skills as well as the softer skills and then just, you know, also more about the person. So that's why you always need to need a good pipeline of candidates. Um which is the challenge. And when I say good, it means somebody who, who's suitable and somebody who's interested. You know, so many times you've got a candidate who who is just not that interested or they're just um, hedging their bets in the market. They're just keen to hear what is going on, but they were but they never intended to leave. So uh, I guess technology can help mainly through uh, in the candidate sourcing. So opposed to just using one platform, one job board, how can you have a tool that, that distributes your role you, to various uh, job boards, like multiple, hundreds of them, uh, universities as well. Like, because typically my clients are looking for a certain background, a certain education level. So how do you get the reach in the market and uh, the tech can help with that. And then optimize the process. And then also, as I said, the whole thing about psychometric testing is becoming more and more relevant, uh, especially with my clients. So in addition to making a, de- a decision, this is the the, the right candidate because of, of the of the box ticking exercise. They tick all the boxes. They are the right cultural fit. Beyond that, ideally, you need more data points to make a decision. And then psychometric testing will be quite efficient. And that's and those are all tech-based. So it's either a multiple choice or it's, uh, you know, like uh, all of them are digital these days anyway. So that's another way of uh, really evaluating uh, is this, you know, the right person for the role. So in summary, the hybrid model is the future, no matter which level of recruitment it is. Um, I think that uh, the lower level, mid level, is definitely more advanced when it comes to tech. They're using it more, um, whereas the executive search world is still very much in a very um, old-fashioned uh, time, uh, operating in a, uh, like in a very traditional way, which uh, which should change really, especially. Um, the model, the commercial model that recruitment has, i um, not sure how familiar you are with that and the audience is, but it's typically a, a headhunter or recruiter charges a percentage of the compensation of the candidate. It's either a percentage or it's a fixed fee, which is roughly based on the percentage. So that can vary any from anything uh, starting at 10% to 33% in executive search. Um, which are big fees, and many clients don't have the means to pay for that, they don't have the big budgets, and they are clever platforms, so very specialist platforms. There's one called Court, which is a platform where lots of tech talent is basically registered, uh, and, um, and there the clients pay an, a, a monthly subscription. Of let's say 100 pounds or 200 pounds, depending on how many hires you make and how many people you we end up placing and you and using from the platform, so that all that percentage of compensation is removed, and a lot of start startups in the UK are using that and 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 like it a lot. But it's very niche. It's only tech roles. So it's software developers. It's data scientists. It's very very bespoke on that type of profile and then you are charged a subscription fee so even business models are changing um which are more the sort of software as a service sas model in recruitment which doesn't exist in headhunting yet <laughs> uh, and, and also i think there it would not work because sometimes you spend three to six months hiring a candidate Uh, into a job. And then you don't want to just be reliant on your subscription fee that comes in every month. Ideally, you want to be paid a lot more for your hard work. Um, So yes, just just going back and summarizing and uh, all the great questions you've had were amazing. But it's uh, the hybrid model is the future. uh, But I think technology can definitely um, do a lot more for us. Um, especially the manual market mapping process. So that's one where I see the biggest pain point, actually in my industry, uh, where um, I would love uh, uh, an AI tool to help me um, analyze data in a better way so that I don't have to do the manual mapping of, uh, of uh, let's say, private equity deals of the past 10 years or so, and I have to sift through all these names and... Um, Yeah, so I think that would be very helpful. A a candidate sourcing tool with a click of a button, you know, give me like in a certain sector geography, uh, the candidates that I should be approaching for this role. So the the long list generation essentially. So the long list typically is 100 people or 200 people that you're considering for a role. But the mapping takes typically at least two weeks to do a proper job. Uh, and uh, and but it but if tech could uh, could do it for you, then that would be brilliant.
0: Well, perhaps some of those clever people listening to this will uh, come up with something uh, and listen to this and and make something for you. Cause obviously that's a bit of a gap in the market. but I think what we're what we're hearing is great is that you know, again, it's a people-based industry. so, there will always be elements of that. I think the one thing that I that springs to mind as I hear you you talking about how this will change in the future and become hybrid is not about the the recruitment role itself, but the jobs and and on the you know the jobs you're looking for, not necessarily in the headhunting, but again when we had the uh, last podcast about ChatGPT, um, Phil Greenwald, who last. Uh, Guest was talking about what the chatbots and those kind of technologies will do for lower-level roles in things like accountancy and uh, the legal profession, where those bots and those tools will be able to do a lot of those roles. So those those jobs may not exist in the future. So what's your thoughts around that and how and how it will change in the future in in recruiting for the sort of roles that just aren't there anymore? <laughs>
2: That is actually very interesting. I, I do agree that some of the lower level jobs will be replaced by technology. And then there's no no need to do the recruitment anymore. I think that that market might um, might fall away, like to a certain extent um but then uh, it the market will then be more focused on the on the more senior end i guess it it'll move up it'll move up in the in the ranks and seniority because as as as, as soon as you've got a role where it's not the mundane tasks that just need doing and can be replaced by technology as soon as you need to hire somebody who's a manager of people or uh, a more complex uh, role that cannot be replaced by tech, you still need to hire them, right? So then the focus will be more on that. And when it comes to the very senior ones, um, it will be a lot more about also adding so uh, companies like headhunting companies will, will be adding leadership assessment, leadership assessment uh, propositions because search is becoming more of a commodity as well, even at at, at, the, at the top end where it's much easier even for clients to just go on, go online, go on LinkedIn and search. for for the candidates themselves, you know, like it's a bit more time consuming, but they would rather do that instead of paying a 50,000 fee. Um, So um, that's where I think I I see it going. So less recruitment, maybe on the more junior end, mundane tasks type jobs, um, but then moving up and then in headhunting, it's all becoming more of a consulting proposition, something that that will have to be done by a human being, which cannot be um, technology based.
1: Barbara, what powerful words at the end. And thank you so much for your thought leadership and for your time today. Your contribution was very, very valuable. And I cannot wait to hear all the great feedback from our listeners today uh, when, after they listened to to everything you had to say. Thank you to all Absolutely. the listeners, especially, also for joining in for your time. Thank you it was so a
2: great much. Pleasure. Thank you very
0: much, Barbara. Thank you.
2: Fantastic. No, Thanks both. Very interesting chat. Have a good day. Have a good day.
0: The Global Business Insights podcast from PS Learning.
1: The Global Business Insights Podcast